She looks good. That baby, he, she's, she's adding some poundage there. Probably the only time it's acceptable for a man to say, hey, you've gained weight. Oh, you are precious. Look at that. She, that's what she wanted right there. Well, good morning, everybody. And peace be with you. Ed's going to come and do the announcements real quick, but I have one that I want to relay to you, and that is, is that our friend Jerry Buchanan went home to be with the Lord last Tuesday on January 30th, about 11.30 p.m., and she passed away at home with her son and her granddaughter with her, and uh, there will be an announcement. It hasn't been scheduled yet for a memorial service for her. So I just wanted to let you know that. And, uh, you know, I saw her about a week before she passed, and she says, well, I know where I'm going. And uh, that is exactly uh, what we want to hear from our beloveds. We know exactly where we're going. So um, just lift up her children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren in prayer for peace and mercy and wisdom during this tender time. So, okay, Ed. And now for the weather report. Atmospheric rivers, beware. We're going to be out there uh, for the next few days. Uh, a lot of you already probably have heard uh, that we will be fumigating the uh, church uh, starting tomorrow. The tent will go up over the roofs of the old church over there, and they'll come off on Wednesday. So it's going to be slippery sliding for those guys, but I, I guess they're going to still try to do it. Of course, as a result of that, there will be no Bible study next week, Tuesday. Unless you want to sneak in and see how the termites are coming along. So it'll be started back up on February 13th uh, for the uh, Bible study, as well as sit and be fit, by the way. Um, we have a, our, our council meeting. Uh, it will be Saturday, February 11th. And anybody that would like, we'd like to invite them to come and sit in, listen, see what they how, how things go, how it works. Maybe they have some ideas that they'd like to bring up. But uh, it's going to be February 11th at 9.30. The other important thing is our mission for this month is going to be uh, for preborns. Preborn is a dedicated nonprofit pro-life organization that supports life affirming pregnancy clinics in their missions to reach women considering abortion. They will have, I guess, free ultrasounds and support, and they want people to be aware that there are people there to support them. Also, mark your calendars for Ash Wednesday. They'll be coming up soon, February 14th at noon. So please uh, uh, attend, and if you can, uh, also, we have, we'll have uh, sign-up sheets for uh, uh, Ash Wednesday is, uh, and, and, uh, and for what's going on uh, for us to continue to faithfully serve you. 
the community. One more thing, besides um, phrase reports that we always welcome that uh, you can fill out so that we can put those in uh, and record those is uh, there will be a celebration of life service here for Larry Hawk on February 16th, which is a Friday at 10.30. Um, and I believe that pretty much covers the announcements. So that's it. Thank you. And just uh, to let you know, um, we'll have uh, uh, Diane here next week playing for us. It, the, the next three uh, weeks, we, oh, Nick next week. Nick's next week, Diane the week after that, and then Nick, right? So the next three Sundays, we've got real music. And so there we go. Thank you, Tim. Okay. Praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. O my soul, praise Him, for He is thy health and salvation. All ye who hear now to His temple draw near, join me in glad adoration. Praise to the Lord who o'er all things so wondrously reigned, shelters thee under his wings, yea, so gently sustained. Hast thou not seen how thy desires e'er have been? Granted in what he ordained. Praise to the Lord who doth prosper thy work and defend thee. Surely his goodness and mercy here daily attend thee. His love he befriend thee. Praise to the Lord, O let all that is in me adore him. All that hath life and breath come now with praises before him. Let the Amen sound from his people again. Gladly for I we adore him. Will you please stand if you're able? We come together this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, and all desires are known,
and from whom no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To your glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Worthy is Christ, the Lamb who was slain whose blood set us free to be people of God. 
power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and blessing and glory are his. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Sing with all the people of God and join in the hymn of all creation. Blessing and honor and glory and might be to God and the Lamb forever. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God, for the Lamb who was slain has begun his reign. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Oh Lord, keep your family, the church, continually in the true faith that relying on the hope of your heavenly grace, we may ever be defended by your mighty power through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. The first reading is taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verses 21 through 31. This can be found on page 1120 in the Pew Bible. Isaiah 40, 21 through 31. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth and its people are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to live in. He brings princes to naught and reduces the rulers of this world to nothing. No sooner are they planted, no sooner are they sown, no sooner do they take root in the ground? Then he blows on them, and they wither, and a whirlwind sweeps them away like chaff. To whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes and look into the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one 
and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord? My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. We will read Psalm 147, verses 1 through 11, responsively, which is printed in your bulletin on page 6. Praise to the Lord. How good it is to sing praises to our God. How pleasant and fitting to praise him. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the exiles of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars and calls them each by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. The Lord sustains the humble, but casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with grateful praise. Make music to our God on the harp. He covers the sky with clouds. He supplies the earth with rain and makes grass grow on the hills. He provides food for the cattle and for the young ravens when they call. His pleasure is not in the strength of the horse, nor his delight in the legs of the warrior. The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. The next reading is taken from the book of Corinthians, chapter 9, verses 16 through 27. This can be found on page 1781 in the Pew Bible. 1 Corinthians 9, 16 through 27. For which I preach the gospel, for when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast, since I am compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. If I preach voluntarily, I have a reward. If not voluntarily, I am simply discharging the trust committed to me. What then is my reward? Just this that in preaching the gospel, I may offer it free of charge and so not make full use of my rights as a preacher of the gospel. Though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak, to win the weak. I have become all things to all people, 
so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel, gospel that I may share in its blessings. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Here ends the reading. we go. You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark from the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our gospel today is from Mark chapter 1, verses 29 through 39 and can be found on page 1553 of your Pew Bible. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they immediately told Jesus about her. So he went to her, And he took her hand, and he helped her up. The fever left her, and she began to wait on them. And that evening, after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. And he also drove out many demons— But he would not let the demons speak, because they knew who he was. Now very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, and he left the house, and he went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. And that is why I have come. So he traveled throughout Galilee preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth 
and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Today's gospel continues where last week's gospel left off. It, you may remember from the gospel last week that Jesus had removed a demon from one of the members of the synagogue in Capernaum. He had also been teaching about the kingdom of God in that synagogue. And the people had been impressed by his authority. Jesus had selected the town of Capernaum as the headquarters of his ministry. Jesus had grown up in Nazareth, and most of the people of the day knew him as Jesus of Nazareth. I'm going to read from Mark 6, chapter 1 through 6. It's, in, it's on page 1560 of your pew Bible, but I'll read it here. It's um, titled, A Prophet Without Honor. It starts with, Jesus left there and went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples, and when the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who had heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things, they asked. What's this wisdom that has been given him, that he even does miracles? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James and Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. And Jesus said to them, Only in his hometown, among his relatives, and in his own house, is a prophet without honor. He could not do any miracles there, except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their lack of faith. Keep that in mind as we go further. And so he, Jesus, moved to Caper Capernaum and he ministered there. Also from last week's gospel, we learned that it was Jesus' custom to teach in the synagogues on the Sabbath. And we also learned that one of the members of the synagogue tried to interrupt Jesus' teaching because a demon had possessed him. And Jesus exercised the demon and so demonstrated his power and his authority. And as a result of the exorcism and the power of his teaching, Jesus became very popular and as we pick up the story in today's gospel, Jesus has finished his teachings of the gospel in the synagogue. And then we read that the brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, well, apparently they worked together and they lived together. And they had invited Jesus to come to their home for a meal after the day in the synagogue. They had also invited James and John as well. 
Now this makes sense, since all four of these men were fishermen in Capernaum. So when the day in the synagogue was over, Jesus immediately went to Simon and Andrew's house, along with James and John. Now if we read, if we listen very carefully, we read and we hear that Jesus did not come to Simon's house specifically in order to heal his mother-in-law. He didn't. Instead, what we read, Simon and the others made Jesus aware of this woman's condition after they arrived at the house. And the text indicates that this woman was unable, she was unable to get out of bed because her fever was so severe. And although the Bible doesn't say anything, we can imagine that Simon's wife stayed home from the synagogue to take care of her mom. That makes sense. And once Jesus learned, as soon as he learned of the woman's need, he took her hand and he helped her up. And the fever was gone. And the woman was perfectly healthy in every way from that moment. We know how healthy she was because she immediately began helping her daughter prepare and serve the meal to her healer and four of his disciples. What we don't hear and what you should notice is there was no convalescence. There was no resting up to regain strength after the fever left. She simply began to serve the guests in the house. And this woman's fever was a somber reminder of the warning that God gave to Adam in Genesis 2. He said this, You may surely eat of every tree in the garden, but of the tree of knowledge and of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. So, here's the point of that. Every instance of disease, every instance of injury, of pain or death, is indeed a reminder to us all that there is sin in this world. And these reminders of sin have been our lot ever since Adam and Eve ignored God's warning and they ate of the forbidden fruit. Death, pain, and misery are a constant reminder that we daily sin much and indeed deserve nothing. We deserve nothing but punishment here in time and forever in eternity because of the original sin. And in the middle of all this suffering, today's gospel gives us a new teaching, and that is that Jesus proclaimed the salvation he brings. He proclaimed salvation by reaching out his hand to grasp the fevered hand of Peter's mother-in-law. 
And as he reached out, as he did this, the fever left. Jesus Christ reversed the sin, the curse of sin, for a time in this woman's life. And as he did so, he demonstrated the overwhelming generosity of his salvation. It just took a touch, and she was healed for a time. And this woman went straight from the weakness of fever to strength, the strength of health at the Savior's touch. There was nothing more that could be done for her physical health. Why? Because she was already perfectly healthy at his touch. The quality of his preaching and the exorcism in the synagogue had attracted a whole lot of attention. It had indeed been a busy Sabbath day, but there was more work to do. When the sun went down and the Sabbath was over, the whole town, they brought their sick and their demon-possessed to Peter's house in order to receive healing from Jesus. And we know that Jesus worked late into the night to heal everyone who came. The healing of Peter's mother-in-law, as well as the healing of the townspeople, shows us the nature of God's generosity. He does not do anything halfway. Everything that he does is complete. Everything that he does is perfect. And everything that he does is in abundance. There was no recuperation period. There were no days of bed rest to gain strength. The curse of sin was gone for a time. Jesus described God's generosity with this phrase recorded in Luke 6. He says, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Physical healing, although it was part of Christ's ministry, was not the main reason the Son of God took on a human nature and came into the world. That would be like treating symptoms of a disease while ignoring the underlying cause. Here's a pill. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. You're not going to get better that way. Jesus came into this world to get at the root of the problem. He came to defeat sin, death, and the devil. And he did this with the ultimate demonstration of his love and generosity. He offered up his holy precious blood through his innocent suffering and death. And with his sacrifice, he reached out his hand to all people in all places and in all times. The hand whose touch drove out fever touches us and drives out the eternal death of sin. 
So when we consider our Lord's suffering and his death on the cross, we consider the ultimate cure for the cause of all that is wrong in this world. That is the ultimate cure for sin. Christ's resurrection from the dead on the third day gives us all the assurance that his cure is complete. His cure is perfect, and his cure is abundant. There is nothing that we need to do because God has done it all. That means no good work, no commitment, no prayer, nothing can do anything to improve our relationship with God because it is already perfect. Now, sadly, there are people who refuse to believe this. They are like people who draw back their hand away from Jesus when he offers healing. Imagine if Peter's mother-in-law had drawn her hand back and refused Jesus' healing. She probably would have died from that fever. And in a similar way, people who refuse to believe Jesus' eternal gift of salvation will pass into a realm, pass away into a realm of eternal punishment. Now, on the other hand, those who believe and just receive the gift of salvation, well, that salvation is very different from the physical healing that Jesus gave in today's gospel. All the people that Jesus healed back then, all of them eventually died. Even people Jesus raised from the dead, like Lazarus and the widow's son, well, they died again. The salvation that Jesus worked for us on the cross has no such limit. It is for eternity. Jesus could not stay. We read that in Capernaum with this message. It was part of his mission to this earth to spread this message among the people of Israel. And when he ascended into heaven so he could be with all of his people all of the time, he passed this mission onto his followers. They were not only to share this message with all of Israel, but they were to share this message with the entire world. And throughout the church, the Holy Spirit has spread this message down through the ages and out over the miles. This message has been shared down through the generations, and now it belongs to us. And in our gratitude for this very precious gift, the gift of knowledge and of salvation, we in turn will learn as much of the message as we can and then tell it to others. Let us learn all that we can of Jesus' teachings so that we in turn can tell those teachings to others. You know, our our loved ones who are now at the Savior's side in heaven can no longer communicate with us. If they could, 
they would want us to know one thing. That is that our Savior has a place in heaven reserved for us. That that reservation waits for the time when God in his infinite knowledge and wisdom brings an end to our time on this earth. And now we who trust in the person and in the work of Jesus will join our loved ones in paradise. And together with our loved ones and all the other believers in Christ, we will enjoy the eternal happiness of heaven. What a reunion that is going to be. In the name of Jesus, amen.
Will you please stand if you're able? Let us now confess our faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed found on page 3 of your bulletin or on page 85 of our Green Lutheran Book of Worship. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray with the realization that our Lord and Savior is present in this sanctuary right now as I speak. Holy Father, thank you for creating us in your image and for providing us with your commandments for safe and secure and productive societies during our lives on earth. Thank you for providing true humility and wisdom to our founding fathers and for choosing leaders to establish our country that place the safety and security of our nation and its people before their own self-interests. Lord, we've strayed far off the path to freedom, safety, and security, and are moving into very dark and difficult times as a result of our greed, lies, deceit, and hate. Although we deserve the troubles we have, we seem powerless to stop our sinful nature. We need you to bring us back onto your path as we have lost our direction. Holy Spirit, we, children of God, thank you for remaining within our hearts and minds and for the comforting thoughts and lessons you provide through Holy Scripture, revelation through our quiet moments and dreams, and for reminding us of Jesus' saving grace even when others ridicule us for our faith. With all the troubles around us, we waver in our trust of the Lord. We should not, but we are sinful and we do. Please shout your reassurance into our minds and drive out our insecurity. Help us turn aside from those individuals and organizations that would separate us and the governance of our nation from you, Lord God. Lord, there are those who suffer in our congregation, church members, loved ones, family, and friends. You know their names and their maladies, their anxiety and despair. Please heal them on earth, or if it is your will, heal them in heaven. We know that you will answer our prayers one way or another, and we give you thanks for holding our hands and sending us companions, family, and friends 
to comfort us as we struggle along the way. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to live in a nation with the best health care in the world. Thank you for guiding our engineers and scientists to discover and develop medicines and medical technology that saves lives. Thank you for the doctors and nurses who work so hard to learn their profession and apply their knowledge in service to others. Holy Father, we continue to pray for our nation and our state of California. Both are in dire need of your guiding hand. Please lead us away from paths of destruction and suffering. Lord, we often forget how blessed we are, especially when everything appears dark around us. But we don't need to look far to see others who have little when we have much. Help us to be generous with others, less fortunate with our time, talents, and finances, and to be humble in so doing. Holy Spirit, help us to focus on loving others as you love us, rather than following the clever deceptions of Satan who acts to divide us and hate one another. Holy Father, we pray for our children and the younger generations that seem to be lost. Help us to find them and teach them your ways, to discard the clever enticements of evil in social media and other forms of communications, and to recognize evil when they see it. We also pray, Holy Spirit, that as adults, we would act as good examples for our children of our Lord's desires for our lives. Let us place God's commandments first in our daily actions rather than all the distractions that surround us. Lord, please protect our military members, firefighters, paramedics, and other law enforcement officers who serve all of us while facing danger every day to keep us safe. Please comfort the families of the three military members who were killed this week in service to our nation in Jordan. Almighty God, we have been taught by your Son, Jesus, to pray that your will be done. We pray for the comfort, perseverance, patience, and trust to await your will to be done, even when we don't and can't understand your plan. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding us that we are as sinful before our Heavenly Father as are those whom we criticize in our daily lives. Please keep us from drifting away from our faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving all who are faithful in your name. We pray that those who have not yet heard your call to faith may do so in our lifetime. Finally, we now share with you our personal prayers kept deep in our hearts or spoken aloud. Into your hands, Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now may us, the Lord continue to bless you and keep you. And uh, I just kind of lost myself there. I'm sorry. May the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace. Will you please pray with me?
Blessed are you, our Lord, maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts. With them, we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, sharing our life, he lived among us to reveal your glory and love, that our darkness should give way to his own brilliant light. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the night in which our Lord Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again after supper, Jesus, he took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples saying, take and drink all of you. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us now pray together the prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. This communion is for all who believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. All who confess publicly that he is their Lord and Savior. And I heard you all do it. So if that's your profession, then come. The table is prepared and the usher will bring you forward.
we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He will be my guide. Hold me closely to His side. With love and strength for each new day, He will make a way.
And all my regrets And all my acclaim The joy and the pain I'm making them yours Things in the past Things yet unseen Wishes Now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There's much to do here before you leave.
笑。